Let's see. It's over. Where's the record button? Motherfucker, the record button? More. Oh yeah, look at you. Recording in progress. From from time to time, you come up with a fantastic idea. Yeah. <laughs> it, it happens. So, you know, it's it's never intentional. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me be super clear and honest. Folks like, let me be so clear right now. New York, let me be so clear. <laughs> that's, that's my flex impression. That's my flex impression. <laughs> oh, yeah, the twerking senator. <laughs> yeah, remember. Jesus Christ, that lady. So mad at that. I'm okay. Yeah, to her point, we talking about her. That don't mean they voting for her, though. This is true. I mean, that ass to get my vote. <laughs> you play for the wrong team, bro. Uh, yeah, sorry. But uh, that was a twerk. That was that was a terrible twerk, though. It was, she gets props for the headstand. I give her that. Handstand was handstand was on point, but it wasn't really much moving. Like it was kind of <laughs> the only damn thing moving at the end of it all was a mouth. <laughs> you want you want to just hit the intro and just go, man. Yeah, might as well. All right, you ready? Count it down. Coming at you in three, two, mother. I think um, you need to say clearly what happened. Who gives a fuck? I can't be personally kick Candace Owens and her stinky cray cray. No good thing starts with I was thinking about my ex. He ain't learned his lesson. That's a brother ain't gonna learn shit. I know this is gonna be up by the hell, kid. Let's keep this shit funky. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's happening? What's unpopping? Welcome to Unpopping Show, home of unpopular opinions. It's been a long time, it feels like, as Rakim once said, shouldn't have left you without some ignorance to laugh to, but we back. I'm uh, T-Storm, and joined by, as always, my partner in crime, DJ Mike Swift. What's happening? What's going on, man? Uh, have you ever seen Bambi? Um... No, Sadly. the movie Bambi and and Bambi was born and the legs was all wobbly. He's just trying to learn how to walk. Okay, yeah. that's how I feel today doing this show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's kind of awkward. So, um, I, I as for those who are watching, I have a new setup. I redid my studio, um, because I got some other things happening on the home front. My my nine to five has shifted, so I had to redo my room. You know, because I spend a lot more time in here now. Um, so I'm still getting used to where stuff is placed and how I got. So if you're watching me, I'm kind of sideways slanted or whatever. Okay, so speak, like like I said, I'm I'm still getting used to it, man. But um, sideways slanted and that the Hennessy has absolutely nothing to do with that. Maker's Mark, though. One, there's one note that would be Maker's Mark. A um, lot happening. Um, <laughs> for those who are listening and those who are watching, um, be clear. I just want to be very honest. I have not prepped today. <laughs> I have a bunch of things. That, there's so much that's happened around me, for me, and to me. I have a whole lot of stuff to talk about. 
Um, and I, I, I will attempt to get through all of it. Um, Let's start with a quick catch up. Just okay. kind of a... Okay, hang because on. Because a lot happened while we was out, obviously, yes. in the world. Yes. And in our personal lives, so... Yeah. Um, so, in our personal lives, I, my wife and I welcomed a brand new baby boy. Born on the same day as Prince. So, yeah, that's going to be... I got another superstar on my hands. Ty, you know, my, 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 my five-year-old Ty here is already rapping and making records. Uh, our new baby boy, Tamir... I expect him to do some great things as well. So, be welcome. Hold on. Uh-huh. Hold on. Did, he was born on the same day as Prince. Yes. Did y'all get him an ass out onesie? <laughs> no. No, no. Not that, not that kind of Prince. That's... that's the swag of Prince without the ass showing. Now, let's just try to go with that one. I don't know. Just, <laughs> but if, but if at one day he walks out, he comes, you know, when he's walking and comes out with his pamper and a and a, and a hole in his pamper and his butt is out, I will understand why, and it'll be like, okay, well, here we are. <laughs> but yeah, we will. It's what we got. Yeah, it's what we got. We got roll with it. Um, so we welcome the new baby. Um, started some new gigs. Um, and had a couple of some traumatic things happen to some friends of ours. Um, uh, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to start with the good news or the bad news first. I, I guess I can go with the, it was a, I mean, you started with the good with the birth, man. Everything else I think was just bad, which contributed greatly to our, um, uh, lack of presence yeah. in the space. So, um, couple of Mondays ago, I can't remember the exact date, um, but it was a, a week after Father's Day. Um, I was awakened by, I, I, well, I got up, great day, makes coffee, get ready to jump into my space here, start getting some work done, and I got a call from um, my, my brother KJ that said uh, our dear friend Mitch Faulkner had passed away. Um, Mitch Faulkner, for those who don't know, is a radio legend, a creative legend. Um, you've heard his voice. You may not, you just may not know the name. For those in Atlanta, yeah, they're very familiar with Mitch Faulkner. But um, I, I got to know Mitch um, when I worked with um, OMP. So back when I was, I was still in New York, I was working at WBLS. Um, he was the voice on WBLS, 107.5 WBLS. It was the vibe, 107.5, what it was at the time. And he was the voice. Um, when I was looking for a gig and contemplating moving to Atlanta, they used to send us these little real, these boxes of real to reels with our imaging and stuff on. Imaging is all the things that happen in between the music. And so for promo, you know, they would send it down for them and it would send back these dope ass promos and stuff, right? And they had the, their box with the sticker and their logo was on Mike Productions. And I, I saw the number, I looked it up. Matter of fact, were, now I don't even recall if there was a phone number. I sent a, um, a package with my resume and a demo of my production work down to OMP to the address. I FedExed it out 
cold. I didn't make a call. I sent it out cold. Sent it out on a Thursday. Got there on a Friday. On that Monday, I got a call from Mitch Faulkner. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Uh, you coming down to Atlanta? We gonna get here? All right, I'll see you when you get here. <laughs> Just like like that. And I was like, oh shit, I gotta go to Atlanta. So I um I I made some money off a party real quick. Um, called my 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 cousin Ike. It was like, yo, I'm coming to Atlanta. And I came down, and I stayed with Ike, and I went and met, met with Mitch Faulkner. And I sat down um, in the studio with him. And, he, you know, he was, and his speaking voice was different than his radio voice or his promo voice. Just laid back country dude, right? And he gave, gave, gave me these headphones and goes, all right, hung on me. Let me, um, me voice these promos real quick. Put the headphones on, and he turned on the Mitch Faulkner. Uh, one also survived. WG. Like I can't, I cannot impersonate Mitch at all. My voice does not do that. Just, just know it was like the voice of God coming out of the speakers. It was, and looking at him, it was wild because he's saying he's speaking in front of me, but it doesn't sound. It doesn't look like the voice is coming from him. It's like it was just out of this world. In any case, I end up working with OMP. Um, if you're if you're watching, you can see this picture. Um, off to the side here next to me. Uh, well, you can't see it. Well, I, I actually got one up. Okay. I found a picture of Mitch. I got him up. Um, and uh, I became a part of the OMP crew. And I learned, he took me on his wing and, and taught me. I was already a creative. I was already pretty good at what I did, but he taught me the ins and outs of the who, what, when, what, the pathology of creative production. And I took that with me. And I have, my my career has flourished because of it. And I've, you know, been doing doing this for a long time and we remained in contact all these years he adopted me as his as his son i became his adopted son <laughs> so uh i am a son of a mitch <laughs> <laughs> that was a long walk for that joke <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but he unfortunately like i said I, I i got to speak to him one last time it was right after father's day we 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 chopped it up on the phone. I wish him happy Father's Day. We chopped it about. I told him about the new baby. And, uh, you know, I was like, yo, next time I come to Atlanta, we got to catch up. He was like, man, all right, let me know when you're coming so I can stop moving around long enough. <laughs> then we can catch up. And the following week, the week after we spoke, he passed away. Um, so I went down to Atlanta to, um, you know, pay my respects. And I got to catch up. The, the, har- the It's horrible going to a funeral. But the good thing is being able to, to reconnect with people that you hadn't seen in, you know, in a long time that you were cool with and you don't understand why you lost contact. And yeah. we, you know, we were able to reconnect and we we kind of vowed not to stray away so much. So shout out to my whole OMP crew, James B. Love, KJ, Postman, Terry, Terry Bello, um uh, uh, uh K D Bo, um, Deirdre, uh, Tassandra. I'll be love. This is a long list. Kelvin, Kelvin Quarles. Um, if I'm if if I forget a name, blame my blame my memory, not my heart. And of course, his brother Arvesta Faulkner, who was also the co-founder of OMP. Um, my 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 prayers are going to the the the, the Faulkner family, and you know it, it was it was rough. It was rough but also therapeutic to be able to be around people and tell these stories and reconnect with people and hear stories about, you know what I mean? We just kind of loved on each other and it was a cool thing. So that So happened. you said he, he had, you said he adopted you and, and just real quick, I never, I never met Mitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew you, obviously I know uh, James, we love few of the folks you name mm-hmm. and, and you know, someone 
that I have the fortune of working with now and, and my day job, who's an Atlanta legend, she and Mitch were really close. And, and ironically, his name came up a few days before and she said, you know, you really need to meet him and I'll introduce you and all of that stuff. Yeah. But what, what I, and why I said adopted you, what, what I remember about Mitch is hearing the stories of him adopting everybody. Yeah. Right. Like yeah, yeah. if, if you, if you were down bad, he would find a way to help you. He would make a home for you in, in what he was doing. And that, you know, I've never met him personally, but his legacy is, is one of helping people. I said to somebody recently, your legacy isn't measured in how much money you leave behind, but how many hearts you touch, Absolutely. how many people you help. Yeah. And, and yeah, it sounds like he, he did that and just, Oh, he, again, not knowing him, but just being connected to so many people that he did help. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's so many stories of people that he's done that for, you know. Um, I mean, some of everybody, you know what I mean? Everyone in the in, in the radio industry that, you know. Um, and he was and he was generous with the knowledge, the wisdom he shared. He was, you know, he didn't hold it, you know. In fact, one of the things that he said to me, like, you know, once as I started getting, you know, getting up in, you know, coming up in the industry, he said, I, now what I taught you, you got to pass it on. You can't hold this to yourself. It's your responsibility. And I'm putting that on you to pass this wisdom and stuff on. And I took that to heart. And so I try to do that for folks that are interested about learning imaging or radio production or whatever. When, if I'm working in a, you know, in a situation and somebody's like, yeah, I want to learn this. Okay. All right, well, come on. You know what I mean? Um, Big shoes to fill. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, I, I am I'm definitely grateful for the time and, and, you know, the time spent and the lessons and, you know, uh, that I got to spend when I'm here, you know. So rest in peace, uh, Mitch Faulkner. Um, there was another uh, sister that passed away um, right after that funeral. She was I found out that she was in in, in the hospital. Um, sister by the name of Tanina, Tanina Myers, another radio sister that I, I got to work with a little bit um, when she was the executive producer for the Rick and Sasha show for Rick Party and Sasha the Diva. They had a syndicate, they had a nationally syndicated show and she was the executive producer and I got to work with her on, on some things. Um, sweet person, she unfortunately, I, I don't know exactly what happened to her, but she was in New Orleans, got sick and was in the hospital, ended up in a coma and never came out of it. And so, you know, my, Ooh. my heart, my, my prayers, I, you know, uh, go out to that family, to her son, to her mom, uh, you know, my condolences. She was a very sweet person. Everybody that, you know, that encountered her. I'm coming down to Atlanta again. She, you know, she, we didn't know each other well, but she was like, I, I, I'll pick you up, you know, come pick you up from the airport. You know, she came, scooped me up. We hung out, kicked it over. Sasha's house kicked over at the station. When she come and pick us while we was down there working with them on the show, she would come pick us up. Me, me and my man Steve, she would come pick us up from the hotel and bring us to the station. She was, you know, it's 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 that's it's hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah, man. Uh, and then we had another brother that fortunately survived, um, but. Uh, uh, another brother that we worked with in radio that became a big deal in, in the music industry and in business in general and even in, in with, with politics, uh, Chaka Zulu was, was injured in a shooting there in Atlanta. Um, again, he survived um, and 
he's and he's still with us. So thank God for that. And so, you know, to Shaka's brothers and sisters and, and kids and everybody, we let you know that our, our, our prayers are going out and, you know, praying that he stays strong and that he, you know, continues to recover well, you know. Yeah, man, that one was a shock. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm here in Atlanta and I had heard the story, but they didn't mention any names. So, you know, you, you don't know any names, so you don't know to be on alert. Right. Um, and then actually you called me and it was like, yo, did you, did you hear about Chaka? And I was like, what? Um, so it was kind of a shock, but yeah. like you said, he, he survived by the grace of God yeah. and, uh, hopefully he'll make a, a, a full recovery. Now yeah. on my end, there was also a little death and I'll make it quick. Cause we've been what? 10 minutes of, of sadness. Right. <laughs> right this right. segment is brought to you by <laughs> Kleenex. Right. <laughs> um, uh, so I lost right, right before Mother's Day, one of my neighborhood moms, right? So I grew up in a time where every mom in the neighborhood was your mom, yeah. right? You, you did something wrong. They put them hands on you just like your mama would right. take you home, tell your mama, and then your mama put them hands on you, Fast. right? So- it, it was a community. It was very much a community. It was safe in the neighborhood. And, um, you know, I got the call from my man. I was actually, I was in the process of selling my home and I was moving out the last day to, to get out of the house. And I'm, I'm, I'm packing up everything and I get a call from my man and he, he just tells me, you know, that mom is gone. And I was like, okay. You know what I mean? It was that moment of shock yeah, where you, you hear it but it doesn't register as real. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously I dropped everything and, and went down and kicked it with my dude and, you know, he was in relatively good spirits, man. But I, I'm going to tell you, it was one of the hardest things in the world here. Yeah. Outside of of one has passed is to hear your homeboy was probably one of the most solid people in your life to be fighting back tears when he's talking to you, man. That was, that was some hard shit to hear. Yeah. And it's, it's still real hard for me to talk about. I'll be honest. I didn't, I didn't grieve that properly. So it's a process. Uh, but there was that. It's a know. process. Everybody goes through the stages. I, don't, I can't quote all the stages, but you know, it's, it, it doesn't necessarily happen in the same order for everyone. You know, and you know it's we, we, however you deal with it, it's how you deal with it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And yeah, it's. I mean, I don't think I do it very well. <laughs> I don't deal with it very well. It's you know, but I, I, you know, but it's part of life, unfortunately. What's bad is I normally do. I think this one was just real, real hard. Yeah. Um. The but court. yeah, look, on on a, a bit of brighter news, I sold my house. I made a shit ton of money. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. It, it it wasn't that much. It was, you know, but it was it was time to go. He lying. He got a Lamborghini now. <laughs> I do. I went and bought one of them little die cast models, one of the little bitty ones. Yeah. I keep right. it right on my shelf. Yeah, there we and go. And half the money is gone after I bought that. So <laughs> Damn. 
This portion of programming is brought to you by Help Mike Smith, Help Mike Swift Fund. And all you need to do mm-hmm. is like, subscribe, and comment on the video. That go. is helping. That's the Help Mike Swift Fund. That's right. Um, all right, let's get to something lighter. I, I, I got one. And all so, right. so we, so all these things delayed us from doing a new show. We were scheduled to record on a, on Saturday, 10 a.m. <laughs> this past Saturday. As we're recording this right now, today is Tuesday. Just giving you a peek behind the curtain. Today is Tuesday we're recording. We were supposed to record on Saturday, 10 a.m. Cool. I'm up. I cut my hair, as you can see. I, I shaved. Um, I came in this room here. Out, right outside this window here, it, uh, there's a balcony from uh, my my bedroom. I heard my dog, T'Challa, out there. I'm like, oh, let me go check on him. It was walked out there. It was warm out. wasn't too hot. I'm like, oh, let me get him some water. I come back in the house. I grab his bowl, get some water in it, go back outside, close the door. And all of a sudden, I am swarmed by a bunch of wops. Nope, sorry. Wasp. <laughs> <laughs> one is one is uh, definitely more preferable than the, than the other. But I would have preferred to have. I definitely would have preferred to have uh, wops on my lip than wasp. <laughs> But here we are. Wasp got me on my damn lip, stung me. I dropped the water like, what the hell? And I ran off in the corner to kind of see what was going on, looked up, and there is a hive in the corner right next to the door leading into my bedroom. Left me stuck up there for about 30 minutes trying to figure out what to do next. Ultimately, I I got out and my neighbor came later on and killed all them bastards. I got my kit back. I knocked it down, stomped it, bagged it. We killed all of them. We killed all them bastards. All of them. All you die. Sorry, y'all did y'all did that 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 uh nest uh like the the fax machine scene from Office Space. <laughs> facts, yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. So that uh, so when that, that happened to me, I called Mike like, "Yo, you ain't gonna believe this shit." I'm like, what happened, man? I was on my deck. Wasp was like, "Look, Jimmy Walker, where? <laughs> right there." Swole my shit up. I look like Mitch Green. <laughs> like I was just, but then my I'm mind is the picture eye. of Mitch Green right now. Because <laughs> as soon as you said that, I was like, "Where's that Mitch Green picture?" <laughs> <laughs> the famous Mitch Green, who who was uh, the boxer that ran up on Mike Tyson in Harlem somewhere. At da- I think he was at Dapper Dance. Was like, we could fight right now. <laughs> Mike Tyson did him well, and. Uh, <laughs> Swolled him up. Swolled him up. That's how I felt <laughs> Saturday morning with, after right, fighting. There's, there's Mitch Green there after a conversation with Mike Tyson. Conversation uh, with his <laughs> fist. <laughs> Famous joke uh, Steve Harvey once told was like, you know, he told what happened with Mitch Green and he was sitting in front of, you know, some reporters with shades on. It was like, take the shades off. He took the shades off and his eyes started, t- took over the press conference. I'll tell you what happened. <laughs> like, look up the joke. I don't want to mess up any further. Oh, it was a great bit. It was yeah. a fantastic bit. Steve Harvey did his thing on that. Yeah. <laughs> so there's all the delays. Glad to be back with you. Yes. So can we, I, I also did not prep. 
<laughs> right, let's just, let me just say that. I also did not prep, but there were a few things that happened in the world um, that frustrated me that I think we could probably talk about because believe it or not, folks, this is extremely therapeutic for me to be able to do this. So uh, in the midst of everything happening, you know, the world knows that we, we lost um, controversial uh, YouTube star and, and um, I don't even want to call him relationship guru because he wasn't that self-proclaimed relationship. He didn't even self-proclaim other yeah. people proclaimed it. Okay. Uh, Kevin Samuels. We yeah. lost Kevin Samuels. Right. Um, and you know, it was a lot of people frustrated about that or upset about it. Rather is a better word Yeah. where I got frustrated was the number of people who took that opportunity to say, ha ha, told you so, right? It was, it was disgusting the way, and, and I'll say it, I mean, there were some men in it, but it was mostly women, the way women were rejoicing at the death of yeah. this man. Yeah, it's, it, it's, that's bad. Um, I don't think he was that horrible to wish, to wish death on. I wasn't necessarily a fan. I found him entertaining. There was some, I think there was, there was truth in some of the things that he said, you know, and, or, or, or just brutal honesty, you know, um, to some degree, but not wish the man death, not wish death on the man, you know? Um, there was underlying truth to everything he said. Um, now, the biggest, I think, criticism that most people had with him was his delivery, right? Because mm-hmm. after they sat and they thought about it and they were like, he's he's actually using facts, data, and statistics from the U.S. Census and the CDC and all of these verifiable, reputable places. Right. You can't really argue with that. So the thing that they could argue with was his tone or his delivery. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got, and I'm not going to play the video because they'll copyright strike us for it, mm-hmm. but- the lovely ladies of Cocktails with Queens on Fox Soul. Yeah. Uh, led by one Miss uh, Claudia Jordan and Vivica Fox and and um, what's her name? Mm-hmm. Uh, if I see her Diamond. Face. Diamond. Oh, uh, Lisa, Lisa, Lisa Ray. Ray. Is it Lisa, Lisa Ray. Ray? Yes. And and I can't remember the, the fourth person's name. I'm sorry. I'm not a fan of the show. I don't watch the show. I'm sure they're lovely people. I just can't remember all of the names. Um, but Vivica, it was a bad look, bro. Yeah. It was a bad look. I mean, she, she was like, "Well, karma. When karma comes, and it it was. I was. I was just like, oh my god. Okay. So I agree with you. But there's the other side of my brain. That cartoonishly look, that looks at this like if it, if it were a movie, if this were a movie, it would be entertaining and the villain and and the villain quote unquote or air quotes got what he deserved right if there were if this were a movie, but I also kind of applaud how he went, <laughs> like uh, was it I'm not I don't, I can't remember I'm not sure the race of the woman. I believe it was a Caucasian or was she uh, a Latina? I don't know. Um, it way. was reported that it was a non-black woman. That's okay. what it was. So, so there's that. 
or rumored actually rumored because okay. there were no no solid reports right but you know the the rumor was that uh his death was linked to cocaine and viagra <laughs> a night of partying with this woman and it was like a one night stand that he had just met this woman so uh, on some rock star shit, yeah. if that if all those accounts were true, hey, party on, dude. But it's not funny. I'm not. I, I don't. I, I don't want to sound insensitive. Um, and and cracking jokes at someone's death is insensitive. So I apologize. Um, but I, look, I I don't know if it's true or not. He, what I what I know to be true is we got to do better, right? Whether but also, if, if, I, if I would her, say, hang on, right. hang on. If if he if he had hurt people, committed crimes, if he had, a, and I was about to make a comparison that wasn't really cool. If he had done some atrocious things, mm-hmm. I I might feel a little different about it. I still I'm still kind of like maybe you shouldn't go after people like that after they're not here to defend themselves. But right. he had an opinion. He had several opinions and th- he, that weren't so far fetched mm-hmm. that no one agreed with it, right? Right. Millions of people agreed with him. Millions of people who were offended sought his opinion. Mm. So for 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 them to behave that way, I was I was I was shocked. Actually, I mean, I, I know what they do in, in different types of shows like that. But I was, I was shocked that I th- they sunk that low. I, I think I, I took it as entertainment and just, you know, saying the things that some people may have been thinking, whether or not she really believed all that she was saying. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure that she went on to went back to walk any of her statements back at all. No. Okay. No, she didn't. She didn't walk anything back, but whether she believed it or not, whether she did it for entertainment or not, um, you could be 100% right, but she's held accountable for what she says. This is true. She's this held accountable true. for what she yeah, says. I'm, so that was that was the first. And I think, is this, can we just call this the episode of, of women behaving badly? Oh boy. Because that was, that's the first one. And I'm like, ugh. Okay. The other one was the senator. Uh, what is it? Okay. The twerk senator? But it's uh, Tierra Mack, Rhode Island state senator. Okay. Never been to Rhode Island. Wasn't sure if there were that many black people in Rhode Island. And right, it's you're not sure if it's that many black people in Rhode Island, and the one that we know about on a head twerking on vacation. So twerking if you haven't heard about this story, stand. yeah, come twerking on, on a handstand. There we go. If you haven't heard about this story, uh, Rhode Island Senator Tierra Mack was on vacation with some of her girlfriends. Uh, she did a TikTok of herself doing a handstand and twerking feet up in the air look like she landed in a plane <laughs> right just back and forth gets down walks up to the camera and goes vote for me <laughs> you know what made me laugh is the person who was shooting the video was like look at the ass <laughs> <laughs> Look at the ass. <laughs> it's like, like whispering it as she's twerking. Like, look at the ass. And so I looked. I'm, you know, full on. I looked. And I, 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 not bad. 
wasn't moving a whole lot on that twerk. That wasn't that wasn't the best twerk I've ever seen. But um, but you want to know what I did? I looked. I watched the video. Mm-hmm. But just so I could laugh at it, mm-hmm. I turned it upside down <laughs> so it looked like a weird Superman holding up the world. Just kind of. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of. Just holding up the world. Just, yeah. Oh, God. But look, the appalling part outside of that was she went on to defend these actions. Yeah. Um, and and wanted to make it about her being in the LGBTQ plus I, A. I can't remember all of that. She went on to make the backlash that she received about that. Mm. Oh, the the only they're coming for me because I'm a black woman. They're coming for me because I'm in the queer community. And I'm like, no, they're coming for you because it pause. Because um <laughs> God. <laughs> they're coming for I, you. I swear to- they, that, that twerk wasn't shit. That's what they're coming for. That's why, really. I didn't mean for that to be a joke, but it became a joke as I was talking. <laughs> they, they're coming for you because they, they was on the same thing T-Storm was on. They saw that ass. <laughs> um, but but no, the, the backlash, the criticism is... Okay, so a lot of people said she's just a regular person. She's on vacation. She should be allowed. And I... I say, no, she is not a regular person. She's an elected official. She holds a higher office. Mm -hmm. She should be held to a higher standard. Her measure of judgment should be better than other people's because she ultimately makes decisions that affect the lives of a lot of people. Yeah. How you thought it was a good idea. Look, if you were on vacation, decided to do your handstand and have a good time and you didn't put it on the internet and say, vote for me afterwards. Okay. Right. Have a good time. But the moment you put it on the internet, it changes everything. It would be, and I agree with you. It would be different if it was, she was just having fun and, and, and it leaked. (laughs) Somebody put, even then it's like, you know, how you, but, and, and and her and it leaked. Okay, I just. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you saw I my face got, and just, caught up. Yeah, and it leaked. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if she was twerking on the handstand and it leaked. Okay, so she got bigger problems. She got than, bigger uh, problems. There's backlash on internet. Yeah. That would that would be on red tube, but in any case, so oh <laughs> Jesus, sorry, um, <laughs> uh, oh, I'm I'm debating now whether or not I need to censor that. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't hear what I said, uh, let's just say an adult site. So, um, but in any case, if the if if someone had you know if someone had gotten hold of it unbeknownst to her and, 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 you know, and then it went out there and her explanation was, Hey, listen, that wasn't supposed to be out for the public. I was having fun with my friends, you know, uh, but I am a, I am a person, you know, what I do in my private time is not everyone's business. Da, da, da. Okay. That would have been, no, she actually used, was like, yeah, this is my, I'm gonna use this as my platform. This way. Let me, I mean, I, I, this is solicit votes. Yeah. I, I, you know, what's funny. I think, uh, 
I think politicians have lost their mind just in general not just not not just beating up on her but i think the era of drumpf of the former president has made has normalized bad behavior and how our politicians you know behave publicly have made it have normalized um swearing and and you know language that's not supposed to be in front of children and you know what I'm saying like uh there was another there was another piece I saw there was a, a black woman unfortunately elected official in in forum cussing and you know I don't remember what she was cussing about and forgive me I don't remember I don't want to mention her name because it's bad enough but uh, uh just Cussing on the microphone in front of and and, and f this and that it's an older and it was an older sister, you know, in in capacity of her job as an elected official. So it's on camera, you know. Um, I used to think it might be cool to get to see the real side of our politicians and elected officials. I know I don't want to see all that now. I, would, I think a lot of things. Oh my God. I think a lot of things. <laughs> um, so it, I you, think you should be, you should be, you know, you, you're supposed to carry yourself a certain way. Let's go back to that. Let's go back to, you know, to, uh, to, you know, carrying yourself in a professional manner, you know, especially in front of microphones, in front of cameras, in front of people. If you, uh, 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 if you slip up and curse, that's one thing, but let's not go out on a, a whole tangent. If, if you're an elected official, if you are a person hired to represent the people, mm -hmm. if you're a non-comedian or, or performing comedically mm -hmm. to some degree, um, if you are in the presence of elders, children, or sensitive ears, right? So I think there are some caveats in that space. Yeah. Um, but what, look, going back to what you said about the era of Trump and what that ushered in, I don't think it necessarily ushered in acceptance of bad behavior. <clears throat> a, I think it it sh uh, shined a light on real social currency, right? Okay. Say what you want about him. He knew how to work the internet. He okay. knew how to work Twitter. He knew how to work Facebook and Instagram. He knew how to work the internet. So much so that they had to get him the hell up off of social media because he was still working it, right? right? So I think a lot of people realized there's currency in this. The other thing I think that they realized is that there is, there is currency in outrage, right? So I can go out here and protection and outrage. I can go out here, I can do whatever it is that I want to do, and I can I can not justify my actions, not speak for my actions, but simply say, oh, you only saying this to me because I'm black, or you only saying this to me because I'm a woman, or you only saying this to me because I'm Latino, or I'm poor, or I'm whatever, and they claim victimhood status, and now they don't have to be held accountable for what it is that they did. I think that's kind of where we are. And in, and, in two, and and the other piece, I'm sorry, because I thought a lot of things and it's just kind of all jumbled up in my head. We, I think we are living in, um, in, in the embodiment of the slippery slope argument. Here's what I mean by that. A long time ago, 
when people start doing messed up stuff and folks said, hey, you probably shouldn't do messed up stuff. <laughs> Everybody said, well, shouldn't they be able to do whatever they want? Shouldn't they be able to live their lives however they want to live their lives? And folks said on the surface, that sounds fair. Mm. And thus began the slippery slope. So where we are now is we had standards. We held people accountable to those standards, whether it was directly or indirectly. Indirectly, By indirectly, I mean with shame. Right. You were ashamed to behave a certain way in public in the past. But now we've come all the way down where anything is okay. Anything is okay. Anything else, anything's okay and nothing matters. Yeah. That's but people will vote for her. People will vote for her and God, I'm, I'm going to, oh God, I'm going to catch up for this. People will vote for her because of identity politics. They won't look at her, her platform. They won't look at her stance. They won't look at her behavior. They will say she looks like me or she's in my group and they, and they will cast their vote based on that. I mean, I, I don't know much about her. I've heard, you know, her defend what she did and, you know, and she made a valid point, which was, you wasn't talking about me before. It wasn't until I did this that I got the platform to let you know, this is what I believe. This is what I would do. This is what should happen. This and that. And then it's the stuff that she was saying was like, she's not stupid. <laughs> you know no. what I mean? She's, she's a bright woman, right? Um, so maybe this is one of those things that uh, ends to a means. And, you know, we perhaps she wins and gets to do some good. But it doesn't help the, it does not help the image of black women or the image of black people on a global or national scale at all. For everybody listening, I was shaking my head vigorously, no, right. left and right, yes. uh, so much so I think I just gave myself a headache. Right. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't support it. I, I just can't. I can't. I wanted to. I did. A part of me wanted to say, um, Yo, look, she's an adult. She can do whatever. But the more I sat in it, the more I was like, you know what? I can't support that. I, I forget the brother's name. I mean, uh, he's in New Orleans. He, he, he's in in um, Louisiana. He's running. He's running for office in in Louisiana. His first ad was a, him sitting in a, in a chair in a field smoking a joint. It's a brother. Now. But this brother is he is no. he is far from ignorant. And marijuana is legal in his state. Okay, well then that's different. Marijuana is legal. It still has a it still gets a it has a a bad connotation and it's still, you know what I mean? There well, he made kind of like alcohol. Alcohol is legal, it gets a bad connotation. Drugs, yeah. I mean, uh, not drugs. Cigarettes are legal with a bad connotation because it's mind altering, right? So right, I mean, I but, get it, but my issue was with the legality of it. That is my issue. That's always been my stance. Um, so if it's legal in his state, it's, okay. It's legal. And he and he he talks, the stuff he talks about, and he's been, I've seen clips of him going at elected officials before he was running. He was he was putting in work already. And so when he okay. announced that he was running in that first, that first, that first ad of him smoking the joint got people talking. It made the news. He worked, he worked social media. He worked the news. <sighs> But isn't that, I'm sorry, 
I'm I'm officially getting older. <laughs> isn't isn't that distressing? Right? Like I'm distressed by that. I'm distressed that we live in a world now where you can't come out and say, "Hey, I've I've looked at the way people are living and you all look very unhappy. Here are the things that I would like to do in order to make your lives happier, easier, more comfortable, whatever whatever that thing is. Instead, we've got to pander and not only pander, we've got to pander to the most base nature, right? We've got to twerk. We've got to smoke, right? We've got to be in a flashy car. We've got to pander to the most base nature to get people's attention enough to try to help them. Oh my God. His, his name is Gary Chambers. He's running for Senate. Look him up. And, and if you're in Louisiana, vote for this brother. That's, I mean, I would say, honestly, honestly, listen to what he's talking about because the, who he's running against needs to go. I, 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 I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> I, was, I, just I would say vote, vote. If I was able to vote, I, he would have my vote. And because it's be, it's bigger than, it's bigger than him smoking weed on camera. And he did it, he did it to make a point. Right. But so, Okay. And I haven't seen the ad yet. Um, so I will watch the ad and inform. He talks a, about incarceration, opinion. you know, the fact that, you know, so many um, uh, black and brown people were, uh, were arrested and incarcerated for, you know, for marijuana and that was legal. And they still, you know, they haven't expunged people's records and different. There's a bunch of different things the brother made okay. points about. Well, that, that is different for me, right? If, if if he's doing it in the ad and then he's talking about the injustice surrounding its use mm-hmm. pre-legalization and wrongs not being made right post-legalization, and then you have to make a, a level of assumption that they legalized it because they felt like everything they were doing was wrong, which I, I doubt that was the case. They probably legalized it because Money. revenue. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but either way, whether I agree with the, the assumption or not, it changes the dynamic for me now a little that he was smoking in the ad and then went on to talk about those things in the ad because there's synchronicity. It's a connection to him smoking in the ad. I thought that he was just <laughs> hanging out. Right. Smoke, uh, smoke. I mean, vote for me. Right. Like I, I, that's what I thought it was. I can play. The, but I, I have a picture of him up. Where he's so this, holding his blunt this with ad, the smoke coming out of his blunt. This ad came out back in January of twenty this of this year. Um let's see if I can play it. Every thirty seven seconds, someone is arrested for possession of marijuana. Since twenty ten, state and local police have arrested an estimated seven point three million Americans for violating marijuana laws. Over half of all drug arrests. Black people are four times more likely to be arrested for marijuana laws than white people. States waste $3.7 billion enforcing marijuana laws every year. Most of the people police are arresting aren't dealers, but rather people with small amounts of pot, just like me. I'm Gary Chambers, and I'm running for the U.S. Senate, and I approve this message. See what I'm saying? Like, the brother is not, it wasn't gratuitous at all. Well, I mean, it was was gratuitous, but (laughs) it was gratuitous. I'm, I'm sure he enjoyed smoking the joint. But I'm just saying he made, you know, he made some really valid points. He made points. 
Um, I, you know, look, I don't think they wasted 3.7, what he said, 3.7 billion, mm-hmm. 3.7 million. They didn't waste that. They, that, that's, that's called, called spending money to make money. Yeah. Yeah. They spend that money and then they put people in the system and they make way more than that. So, okay. So speaking, speaking of marijuana, um, I'm gonna link this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna link that issue to this issue. There was something, okay. Um, Sesame Place located in Philadelphia has made some news um, around some characters, a character. Um, it was okay. So there's a video that was, that was going around that went viral of these little black girls at Sesame place waving at um, a, a character from Sesame street person dressed up and the mom is videotaping as the character is approaching and high-fiving all these other children gets to the black girls and waves no and goes to them and <laughs> continues to go. And so you don't see what happens after that, but she's like, yo, she, this character intentionally bypassed my children, ha- shook hands, hugged the, the white kids, skipped over my, so that was the first video. That was one video that went viral and it, and it made it made news. Um, Sesame Place issued an, an apology, uh, uh, weirdly enough, where, let me see if I can find the apology. <laughs> um, oh, geez. In any case, it, the apology, we sincerely apologize to family for experiencing, for their experience in our park. Um, okay. That's from Sesame Street. Okay, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. In any case, so they issued an apology. Actually, it wasn't even an apology. It was an excuse. Um, it's kind of hard to see everyone and she probably didn't see the kids and this and that and all that well you know we're willing to meet with you and you know to make your experience better what you mean it's hard to see the kids you saw the kids you waved your finger at him you kept moving kept moving you saw the kids she looked right and waved no hand gestured no and skipped on so but okay I, so i am i am you. shocked i am shocked by overt racism i just i just think <laughs> said no one ever <laughs> so so okay so that's one that's the one video that went viral since that video there has been a plethora of videos actually there's a whole collage a whole montage of that character and somebody else doing weird stuff uh, uh, you know concerning black children same thing high five hugs everybody black girls walk up to it like hey and skip right past them like nope you ever see you, you see the sketch um with uh, Key and Pill with Obama as he was doing handshakes, whatever he, he black folks he was giving the <laughs> the soul handshakes and the white person he just gave him the how you doing? Hey, what's happening? <laughs> the next person, it was it was worse than that. It was a straight nope onto the next, and there was several videos, different angles of this character doing that to black children, and so so much so that Sesame Street had to come out and go, nah, nah, nah. We saw it. That ain't right. That's not how we get down. They got a light. We, we you know, we, we're going to figure out what's going on. They have, we licensed them to use our name for this park, but that's what we saw. It's not right. And we, we're all inclusive. I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically right. what they said. And so, um, I've taken my children to Sesame Place. It's not far from where, where we live. Actually, well, it's a couple of hours away, but you know, driving distance. And I was there as, as late as, uh, June. I believe June 
20 something, 20 seconds, something like that, whatever. Went with my sister-in-law, my niece, my wife, and our children, we went. And I saw something that was weird. That I, it, it just felt odd to me, so I took a picture of it. There was a sign, and uh, my God, I'll send this picture to you so you can put it up as well. But there's a sign that says, notice, it's a big red sign in, as you enter the park, before you enter, that says, notice, marijuana is strictly prohibited. Also, any product from marijuana, including THC, CBD, hemp, etc., and or oils with those ingredients are not permitted. Violators will be ejected from Sesame Place property uh, with no refund. Okay. okay. So you see that. Fair enough. It doesn't say no smoking. It doesn't say no alcohol. Is marijuana legal in that state? It is. Well, I mean, okay, fair enough. But they, they still have the right to say we don't. Again, it doesn't say just no like, alcohol. Look, well, look, just like you can go, there are places that say no no smoking, but they allow alcohol, right? So you can make a choice on what you do and don't want I hear at you. your private I hear you. business. And, you know, perhaps I'm being overly sensitive. But it struck me as odd when I got there, when I saw it, and I was like, hmm, who's that for? Hmm. <laughs> hmm. And I think I've been, you know, I've been brown long enough that if it feels weird or odd, there's, there's something there. You know what I mean? Now, again, to your point, it could just be this is our prep. You know, we don't want this in the park from anyone. Da, 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 but how long has it? How long has marijuana been legal in the state? I don't know. Not long. Not that long. Maybe not very maybe, long. Maybe a year. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, it, look, I'm far be it for me to make excuses um, because that's not what I'm trying to do. I, I often try to look at the other side mm-hmm. of things um, and now, I, it could be just old mentalities about that smoking or yes. consumption or use of marijuana that are lingering and they haven't gotten there yet. Right. Don't get and, me wrong. And it could also be what you're saying, right? I think it could, it could yeah. be both. Right. I mean, I don't want my kids smelling marijuana either. Don't get me wrong now. But I'm just saying it just, it seems like, why was that even necessary? <laughs> why was that necessary? I, I thought you were going to say, we went in there, there was a big sign that said, don't feed the Negroes, yeah, right? right. Like, <laughs> it's like, what colored, is he about to say? <laughs> colored fountain here. <laughs> like, you know, I, it's, it, Again, like I said, I may perhaps I could be overly sensitive because you know I you know I've experienced some things in my life that were not you know on board you know above board racially <laughs> you know what I mean so you know perhaps I'm um, what's the word uh, tainted is that um, uh, you know it's essentially it comes down to once bitten twice shy kind of thing yeah so I don't know. I, but any but oh, but I, I I put those two together to go with the with the the characters clearly showing bias, uh, uh, appearing to show bias, um, multiple times, multiple children, different occasions, and then this sign here. It may be there may be a, a deeper issue within uh, 
that park. Maybe. It's not, it, it, it doesn't seem to be, a, I, I would think, I would be led to believe it's not just an isolated incident. And it's, there's more there. There's more there there. I, I would say um, I'd be interested to do a deeper dive mm-hmm. and see. Because I don't, I don't like to assume one way or the other. You know right. what I mean? I don't like to assume that it's this or, or assume that it's not. Right. Um, I like to look at the information and then make, make a determination, and and stand firm in that determination. Because once, once I have the information, and it's a preponderance of the evidence, then good luck shaking me off of what it is I believe to be true. Yeah. Good luck with that. My neighbors, my neighbors just came back from Sesame Place. They are not, they are not black. Um, you done then, sold out and moved out where the white folks is. Hey, hey, shh. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> shh. Actually, I, actually, my neighborhood is actually pretty diverse. There's more, there's, there, there are brown and Latino and, and Caucasian and Italian and all that around here. But you know, I know I'm just, yeah. I'm just I have to you. say that to the people though. Cause like, this, <laughs> this pro black brother is, way, brother, you gave up Ooh. your bean pies for. Okay. Let's I'm, let's not even go there because you know <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll stop. they will roast my ass. <laughs> what? <laughs> right, right. First Mike Swift, now T Storm. Oh my God. No. But no, my so my neighbors who are, who happened to be Caucasian went and had a wonderful time or whatever. And you know, and they do they do a per, there's a parade that they do with all the characters. And they were not aware of this news story. And I said, well, you, you, have you heard? And she looked up the video and saw it. And she's like, oh my God, she saw it. And was like, yo, that's wild. And the little girl was like, oh, they, she gave the other girl a hug, right? And then she reflected some more. I was like, you know what? We didn't see the characters out moving around. I said, that's probably because they had a meeting after this bad press. God damn it, Rosita. <laughs> what are you out there doing? Okay, everyone, stay on the float. We're not, we're not hugging anyone now. <laughs> All y'all working in the stock room for the next six months. <laughs> right. You can't take this shit. Yeah, 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 no, no, we're not. No, we're not doing it. You're not gonna take that with no one. Big Bird gonna come down and whoop all our ass. That kind of stuff, you know, all jokes aside, I mean, you know, we can make light of it and have a good time. That's what we do on the show. But when I said overt racism is shocking to me, it is. It is, right? Like, really? You, yes. I'm all sorry. Right, I thought I, you were being, I, I thought you were being sarcastic. I wasn't being sarcastic. Okay. I, I'm not saying that racism is shocking to me. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that overt racism. We live in a day and age of camera phones. Mm-hmm. Everybody out. You in public. You didn't. You didn't brush by a black person and go, "I hate your ass." You. You looked at the little uh, African American, presumably African American girl, and go, <laughs> and no. don't hug them. Like, you know, Patrice O'Neill does a great bit mm-hmm. about about. Um, about, and I, I'm not, I'm not going to try to retell the joke, but he he says uh, he liked overt racism better than what it is now, 
because now you feel crazy when somebody says something to you that could be racist and you're like, was that racist? He's like, before they just say it and you're like, okay, you know where you stand. And it was in relation to his dogs or whatever. I'll link, I'll find a bit and I'll link it. Yeah. But it, it's a, it's a funny bit. Um, but to live in a day and age where people are just F you, right? Mm-hmm. I, that That's surprising to me. They, they could, what's not surprising to me. Hey, how you doing? Good to see you. All right. Have a nice weekend. Get in the car. I can't stand this black ass. That doesn't surprise me. I believe that happens all the time across all races all the time. Right. Mm. But to just, and then, and it be focused at children. That's disgusting. Yeah. Aren't they like the safe space, right? Like, yeah, you look like that dude that stole my wallet and I don't like you. And I don't like anybody that looks like you. But when I look at this cute, innocent child, how can I transfer that anger and frustration or whatever to that child? I I, I don't understand it. Uh, you can't make sense of crazy, I guess. Fair point. Fair point. It's crazy. I, and I try not to be surprised ever. So I'm looking for it. <laughs> so you in the grocery store and, and somebody goes excuse me can you tell me where the black beans are oh why the beans got to be black why right. you can't find the black beans you, want you black. found the <laughs> ain't, even, ain't even no white beans you found right. the white beans right. can you tell me where the black beans are the black beans where the black beans gonna be <laughs> anything else you need <laughs> you looking for crackers I can tell you where those are <laughs> Listen, I, I certainly am not the person to. <laughs> you see, I'm trying to move on from that joke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am certainly not the person that looks for racism under every rock. I'm not that person. However, if if it hits me in the head, I'm gonna call it what it is. Yeah, I'm gonna call it what it is. There's a um, lot, there's a lot more we could go into, but I think we should take this opportunity to wrap. You sure you don't want to talk about Quashante? There's, there's there's another racial issue that I, I I would want to go into. Oh, this one this one is this is Quashante in with the judge. Have you seen that video? No, help me out, please. Re- refresh. All right, so I will we'll do it real quick and we'll get out. Okay. Quashante Short, I forget which which state she's in, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Took uh one Mr. Richard Jordan to court to sue him for $10,000 for uh, intentional affliction of emotional distress for not showing up for a date. Uh, Quashante is African-American. Richard is also Mm African-American. And the presiding judge, I don't remember his name, uh, Mark, Marable, Judge Marable, I hope I'm saying his his name right. Okay. Was presiding over these proceedings. And and I'll play a bit of the video. I'm not going to do it for you, T. I'll just give you the description. Mm -hmm. Why she, and it was a Zoom hearing. Oh, boy. Why she take the Zoom hearing at the airport on her phone? Excuse me? No. So she at the airport on her phone. The judge tries to tell her, 
well, ma'am, this is in district court. You need to take this to, uh, uh, I forget the other court, but it's, you were, basically you were in the wrong place. Okay. She completely misconstrued what he said. She said, oh, well, if it's a criminal case, then, uh, and he's like, well, no, that's not what I said. <laughs> then she, she's going on about suing him, suing the other guy for uh, liable or something like that, saying he perjured himself. And the, the judge is trying to explain to her what perjury is. Dude, she gets so indignant. She's telling the judge, don't insult my intelligence. Uh, I know what perjury is. It's when you tell a lie. And he's like, no, it's when you tell a lie under oath. And she's like, well, are we done here? And I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> she, she acts a whole fool. A whole fool. Now, when you dig a little bit deeper and you look into Miss Miss Short, Miss Quashante Short, she is known for filing frivolous lawsuits. I'm trying to find the, the info here. Oh, boy. She sued the Flint Police Department for $300 million. <laughs> I, I, I think it was, uh, I think she said they were stalking her uh, because she had gotten a bunch of parking tickets or traffic violations in a short amount of time. So they were stalking her. Uh, she sued AT&T. She sued other people for $10,000 for bad date type stuff. I think the number, it came up to something like 90 lawsuits. Damn. It's, now, of, of course, she doesn't. she's not hiring a lawyer for any of this. She's just going no. in there. So, okay, yeah. She's just going in there herself and acting a fool. Now, what I want to show is a picture of this young lady as a cautionary tale. Um, as you do that, I think I may have somebody for her. Um, you look at the picture of the young lady and mm -hmm. you can't see it till I'll send it to you. Mm -hmm. She looks like a normal person. Hmm. She looks like she, and she's very cute. Okay. Very cute. Mm -hmm. Normal, cute person. You would see her standing in line in the grocery store and think, ooh. I want to holler at her. No, bruh. <laughs> no. <laughs> she, she was out of her mind Just, and, and was so insistent on that she was right. She's arguing law with a sitting judge. Mm. Well. That's Miss Quashante. So really Ms. cute, cute lady. So Miss Corsante, um, if you're listening, <laughs> like she's listening, <laughs> um, somebody passes along to her. I have somebody for you. Um, if you are willing to relocate to the Bronx, it's a gentleman. Um, Mike, do you have access to your 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 IG? Uh, yep. Let's find it. I just sent you something. I want you to see. I'm going to play the audio. And people just listen. I think I think Miss Quashante, um, this may be good for her. Good morning, single women. I am single. I am looking for hugs. Not sex, but hugs. If that is you, I would like us to get to know each other and work from there. Okay? 
I live by myself. I have my own apartment. I just don't have a woman that's going to give me hugs in the morning. Now, if that can be you, let's work on that. Remember, I said this is only hugs. I did not say this is about sex. No, no, that's what it's... Okay? okay? I'm looking for a hugging relationship. A person that lives with me, and you never have to pay rent or anything. Your pay will be giving a hug in the morning time. Let's work on that. Okay? I'm so sad. I'm so sad. Oh, I'm so sad. Baby, look, hold on. Let me let me let me get serious. Let me get all in here. Baby, I ain't never leaving you. Because I don't wanna be that. I ain't going nowhere. Nowhere, baby. That just locked it in for me. That we down forever. We we rolling like four flat tires, man. I, I'm so sad for him. <laughs> My God, I'm so sad for him. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to say no more. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Um, if you want to see that video, go on over to our, our website, unpoppinshow.com. You can see exactly what we're talking about. If you're watching, you saw it. What you think? Please uh, comment, like, subscribe. If you haven't done so already, what you're waiting on? And we appreciate all of our new subscribers. We have a bunch of new subscribers since we, in between that that's joined. Welcome to the Unpopping community. And um, hey, we'll see you on the flip side. Y'all be safe out there and um, see you next time. Peace.